Welcome to The Kelly Roach Show, the place for no fluff, easy to implement, 20 minute or less business and leadership lessons to help you build a sustainable business that scales, lead with integrity and create a lasting legacy. I'm Kelly Roach, former NFL cheerleader and Fortune 500 executive turned eight figure entrepreneur. Let's get started. Welcome back. We're continuing in this conversation in the Cairo series about self-leadership, identity, beliefs, and habits that create champions in business. So if you are a business leader, a business owner that wants to scale your company by multiple millions, and you want to understand the mental game behind making this happen, you are in the right place. Before we dive into today's episode, I want to make sure that each and every one of my listeners has done a couple things. Number one, have you messaged me at Kelly Roach Official on Instagram, the word Kairos? There's an entire amazing sequence of tools, resources, and invitations that I'm sharing only there that you can get by messaging me the word Kairos. And if you haven't already, I want to make sure that you click the link in the show notes down below to download the Business Reinvention Playbook. This is over a 30-page guide that hits from every angle of how you can up-level, reinvent, relaunch, and get re-inspired about breaking through to the next level in your business. We're talking about business models, pricing, markets, identity. It digs into everything you've been feeling that no one has been saying that you absolutely need right now. And I know this because everyone who has been reading the book has been coming to me left, right, up and down and saying, how did you know this is exactly what I needed right now? So again, message me the word Kairos, K-A-I-R-O-S on Instagram and make sure if you haven't already that you grab your copy of the Business Reinvention Playbook. Again, if this is your first ever time listening or you dropped in mid-series, We are currently in a full sequence in this Kairos series, really talking about the secret behind the secret of scaling wildly successful companies. And if you've listened to my podcast for any amount of time, there are over 900 episodes breaking down the business strategy, the prospecting tools, the angles from a sales perspective, the live launch. Uh, how to generate leads, how to close sales, and everything in between. We have talked about business strategy for over 900 episodes. But this conversation that we're having in this Cairo series is about something very different. And I decided that I really needed to dedicate a big portion of my mentorship to the mental game behind building championship leaders. Because what I recognize in the business coaching and mentorship space is that there are millions of business owners that know exactly what they need to do to scale to a wildly successful company. You know how to get leads. If you had a gun to your head, you could go get thousands of leads. You know how to close sales. You know how to run conversion events. And you know how to create content. And if it all came down to it and you had no choice, you would go and do that. You know how. It's not about how. You know what. It's not about what. It's about the thinking, the beliefs, the mindset, and the habits behind leaders that can run exceptional organizations that can scale. My mission 
is to create more seven, multiple seven, eight, and nine-figure business leaders. My mission is to help create more self-led companies. My mission is to help business owners like you be able to run a well-oiled machine that can one day sell for a ridiculous multiple that is going to create generational wealth for your families. But here's the bottom line. Knowing what to do from a business perspective is not enough to achieve that outcome. And after spending 12 years in the entrepreneurial space, coaching business owners, helping hundreds of people to achieve six, seven, eight figures online, guess what? It is crystal clear to me that the big old gap that we have in the market right now that no one is filling is teaching the mental game of leadership at scale. And that's what this Cairo series is all about. It's about faith. It's about identity. It's about your beliefs. It's about your habits. It's about who you're being that becomes either the catalyst or the cap for your organization to grow. Write that down. Who you are being is always going to be the catalyst or the cap for your organization's growth. And so this Cairo series is really about how do you become the leader that is required to achieve the level of success that you desire. And it's really about understanding that everything begins on the inside before it's manifested on the outside. So your next level and that desire for that breakthrough, that desire starts within, but also so does the transformation of who you are and how you're interacting with the world, your team, your clients, and your market that ultimately delivers that outcome that you want. There are millions of business owners out there that have the know-how from a tactical standpoint to create a multiple seven or eight multiple eight-figure business. Because for the most part, the tactical how is the same. We still do the same things in my business to grow my business today that we did when we were an itty bitty baby six figure business consultations, you know, launches, right? Webinars, like it's the same stuff. But it's the leadership, it's the people management, it is the sophistication of the mental game that is so different. Okay. So today I want to talk about an area that I think is holding a lot of seven figure business owners back from achieving eight-figure growth. And this might apply to those of you that are at six figures, multiple six figures. You know, this can apply to a leader at really truly any level. But there are many things that we do as CEOs that can create chaos in our own companies. And I've certainly done it, right? First of all, we are idea creation machines. We constantly have new ideas. And what's very difficult about being an idea creation machine is that if you constantly are sharing your ideas with your team in real time and asking them to act on them, it will create nonstop chaos in your business. And what it will do is it will create this start, stop, start, stop with the team where you're always having them initiate new things, but they're not able to focus their execution on the existing things. And we all know that frequency and consistency is what drives outcome. Right. And so, one of the most important things that I had to learn, and I have worked so 
hard on myself on this. And I, I, this is something I have to work on every single day and I'm still working on is holding back from sharing all of my ideas with the team in real time. And I have dozens of ideas every single day. When I interact with our brand online, when I see our brand online, I could pick and choose so many things every single day that I want done differently, that I want done better, that I see not being done that need to be done. And I have found that if you do not control the urge to constantly come at your team with all the new and different things that you want to initiate doing, they will never do the foundational things that absolutely need to get done in order to create outcome. Because what you manage is what gets done. What you manage is what you drive energy to. So whatever you're talking to the team about and whatever you are kind of making the urgent priority, that's what they're going to spend time on. And you're going to assume that when you're sharing ideas that they're going to keep doing all the things that they're supposed to be doing, that they're always supposed to do, that are kind of like the forever focus areas. And you're going to find out the hard way, which I did, that as you keep sharing new ideas and keep layering in additional things that you want to do, the quality of the foundational things deteriorates and deteriorates and deteriorates until the foundational things that are absolutely essential are no longer being done in a qualitative and quantitative way to get the outcomes that you absolutely need in order to drive the growth of your business. So number one is you have to exert control and you have to know when is the right time to present new ideas and you need to understand how those ideas need to be integrated so that it doesn't actually sabotage the growth of your business. Number two, you cannot, you cannot share every piece of feedback that you have about every single thing, every single day, all the time, about everything that could be better, about everything that everyone does. This is one of the number one things that will create fear and chaos and overwhelm and stress within your team. And then what will happen is they will begin to make more and more and more mistakes. Because when someone is nervous that they're going to mess something up and they feel like everything that they're doing is being scrutinized under a microscope and they feel like everything that they do isn't good enough, they, they then are going to either rise or fall to that level of performance. So when they're nervous, when they're anxious, when they're overwhelmed, when they constantly feel like everything that they're going to do is going to be a mistake, it's going to be um, not good enough, you're going to have feedback or concerns about it then either they're going to slow down to the level of their output not supporting the growth of the business because they're not getting anything done because they're overthinking it, or they're going to try to attempt to integrate all of the feedback and all of the things, and they're going to try to do all the things they think that you would want to be done, and then the uh, they're going to begin to make more and more and more mistakes in their work, and the quality is actually going to go down because they're not organically doing the thing that they do best, okay? So the second big thing that we do that creates chaos in the business is delivering real-time feedback all day, every day on all the things. Now, there is a huge difference. We talked a couple episodes about, ago about abdicating power uh, you know, versus you know, uh, relinquishing control. This is one of those areas where that is super important. 
you don't just abdicate power, meaning you don't give feedback. You don't tell them the things that need to be corrected or fixed. You don't step in when it's necessary to, um, you know, deliver important um, corrections. No, you have to do that. The difference is knowing what is the 80% of things that you want to give feedback on that are not going to have a true material and impactful difference. It's just your preference versus the 20% of things that you want to give feedback on where it really, truly matters. And this is where we as CEOs have to drop our ego, right? Because I will see 100 things in a day that I'm like, ooh, okay. Uh, that's not how I would do it. And that doesn't look that great. And that's not right. And I really don't like that. And that's not really what I was expecting. But I pick maybe one out of every 20 things that I see that I'm going to really demand is elevated and corrected that I think is actually going to make a meaningful and lasting difference in outcome. And this for you CEOs is so crucial. Because if you do not do this, you will create chaos in your own organization and they will be so internally focused and in their own head that they will never get anything done. And you can do this and you could have the same effect with vendors that you're working with, whether you have a fractional team or whether you have an agency or you have someone that is an outside partner in some way, shape or form. Anyone that's constantly walking on eggshells that feels like they can never do good enough, they can never be good enough their work is not going to be quality, right? And so again, you know, what I have learned for myself is that I have to hold back. I have to hold back and I constantly am working on holding back and only bringing the things that I feel are really urgent and really matter to the forefront. And I will repeat those things over and over and over again so that the team knows this matters. This really, really matters. And I'm going to keep bringing it up over and over again because it's really, really crucial versus the things that I see every single day. I could point out in a day a hundred things that I want to look different, be different, be better, all those things. But it's picking and choosing because if you crush the confidence and you crush the creativity of the team that is there to support you and they believe they're not good enough and they're never going to be good enough, then you're never going to allow them to rise to the level of their potential. Which brings me to my next point, right? Micromanagement versus cultivating autonomy. All of us CEOs say we want self-led teams. We all say we want teams that can manage the business without us. All CEOs say that they want to have freedom. And yet, the behavior that I observe of the vast majority, probably 99% of CEOs, actually cultivates dependency and cultivates the need for more micromanagement because they don't encourage people to learn how to think for themselves. Okay? So, When you micromanage, you create a cycle where people are always waiting for feedback and direction, feedback and direction, feedback and direction. So they become these task checkers and box checkers that are just doing what they're told and they get recognition by doing what they're told. And so there's this cycle of people not thinking for themselves, people not having their own ideas, people not using their creativity, people not using their critical thinking skills because you've now created this cycle of dependency where they are rewarded and recognized for following instruction and doing as they're told. 
And then what happens is when you are not present and available to reward and recognize that behavior and do uh, this micromanaging, they get lost and they get overwhelmed and now they don't take any action. And now things crumble when you take a step back. Whereas when you cultivate autonomy, and again, I go back to the episode, if there's anyone who didn't listen to the episode on um, the difference between abdicating power and relinquishing control, you must listen to that episode. It's worth millions of dollars to your business, I'm telling you, okay? As is this session that we're doing right now. When you want to create an autonomous team that can scale, that requires people to do critical thinking independent of you. Because if your brain and your eyes and your attention is needed in every area of the business, the business can't possibly scale because you can't be everywhere at once and because you don't have enough bandwidth to be able to give the feedback and direction in all of the areas that are needed to curate and cultivate the outcome that you desire. Whereas on the flip side, if you curate and cultivate a culture of autonomy, where you relinquish control, you allow people to use their creativity, you encourage people to think outside the box and to use their critical thinking, and you allow them to do things differently than you would have done it, knowing that if it creates the same outcome, it doesn't matter if it's done the way that you would have done it or done the way that someone else would have done it. All that matters is, is the outcome that you desire being achieved is what they're doing effective. When you cultivate a culture of autonomy in that way, now you can scale because you are no longer the bottleneck to the business. I still see see CEOs that are running multi-million dollar companies that keep saying that they want to scale, they want to grow, they want to get to the next level. But then what I see is that they are not actually setting up a scenario in which scale is possible. And this is why it is very fascinating to me that so many business owners think the reason why they can't scale to 5 million or 3 million or 7 million or 10 million is they need more leads or they need more sales or they need need this and it has nothing to do with that. Most of you already have what you need and you already are doing on a small scale the things that need to be done to get to that level. The problem is you've set up an environment and a scenario in which you are the bottleneck because you do not have an autonomous team and therefore you can't duplicate and multiply. And the only way that you can create scales if you can duplicate and multiply outside of yourself. So the pull through of all of these three things that we talked about in today's episode is that you already have the tools. You already probably have the how and the basic fundamentals of success in your business. Generate a lead, nurture the lead, make an invitation, close a sale. You need to do that maybe 100 times, 500 times, 1,000 times, 2,000 times to get to the financial level that you want to be at. In order to do that, you have to go from being the cap to the catalyst. And the way that you do that is you have to stop creating chaos in your own company. You need to exert control over your own emotions and your own behavior, drop the ego, and allow yourself to cultivate a team, an environment, and a culture that is facilitated by autonomy and facilitated by critical thinking that allows duplication, multiplication, and then ultimately the scale factor. 
If you want to learn more about all of these strategies to step into what I call Kairos Leadership, where we lead with faith and family first, we invite God into our businesses, we understand that our belief, our behavior, our action, and our habits will be the catalyst for our next level of growth. Make sure you DM me the word Kairos on Instagram. My handle is Kelly Roach Official and click the link down below. I also have an amazing live experience coming up the first week of September. I really want you all to be there with me. It would mean the absolute world to have you there. Uh, When you DM me the word Kairos, I'll send you the invitation so you can mark the calendar and be there. Thanks for tuning in and I'll see you back here soon. Thank you so much for listening to The Kelly Roach Show. If you enjoyed this episode, do me two solids. Subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode and leave us a review so other people can find the life-changing content that we share here. We're on our way to number one and we need your help getting there. Thanks so much for being a part of the community and for tuning into the show each and every week. We'll see you.